A warm welcome to you all on this Monday, the 15th of February. As many of you know, these programmes aim to introduce triangles to those people who are new to the work and to encourage them in the forming of their own triangles. They also aim to create a space for those people who are already engaged in triangles to participate in a visualization exercise to support and to strengthen the planetary network. Using the power of focused thought to uplift, transform and illuminate human consciousness, each triangle formed becomes part of a larger network of light and goodwill. Three people come together and daily link in thought to circulate energy through the points of their triangle. And visualizing their triangle as part of a worldwide network, they pour beneficent healing energies into the vast planetary triangular energy field surrounding the planet. The network is created and is vitalized by the daily work of each individual member. The cumulative effect of the many thousands of members all over the world who come together in consciousness to serve humanity makes it a powerful, redemptive and effective tool. Every focused triangle that is added to the network enhances the whole, lightens the mental atmosphere of the planet and helps to relate the inner and outer worlds. Triangles work only need take a few minutes and it can be done at any time during the day. It's completed by the sounding of the great invocation, which focuses and releases the spiritual energies available, energizing and stimulating the planetary network of light and goodwill. If you are new to the work and resonate to the theme of planetary service through the power of thought, then please consider forming a triangle. You can do this by um, expressing an interest in the chat box on this webinar. And hopefully two others will do likewise. And if you do form a triangle, then please do register it at www.triangles.org. So let us take a moment now to visualize a network of light. Lift your consciousness to as high a point upon the mental plane. Look out over the world, seeing it as one of light with here and there points and centers of intensified light. See the energies of this network of light pulsating to the rhythm of human aspiration. Regard the group within the planetary network as a channel among many channels, transmitting the energy of the spiritual hierarchy. Imagine the potent love energy pouring through the network of light, 
stimulating the many points and centers of energy, transforming the pulsating of energy into the rhythm of the planetary heartbeat. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. As we move from the sign of Aquarius into Pisces, the sign of the world savior, the Christ and his role in the Aquarian age becomes the focus. He will reappear and be recognized as the risen Christ, the water carrier of Aquarius and the nourisher of the little ones. His emphasis will be on the group appearing as the supreme head of the spiritual hierarchy. And he will, we read, meet the need of the thirsty nations of the world, thirsty for truth, for right human relations, and for loving understanding. His Aquarian work, which will extend for 2000 years, will involve the stimulation of the light, love and power within humanity to bring forth the Christ consciousness latent within. He will stand as a constant presence within a triangle of these blended impersonal energies, transmitting them to humanity, producing evolutionary growth, attracting people and nations magnetically to each other, and automatically causing the unfoldment of a sense of synthesis. His role will also encompass the overshadowing of the little ones, the name given to the disciples of Christ, those who are sensitive to his impression and his focused mind. He will stimulate the life aspect within them, which comes about in three main ways. Firstly, through the nourishing of the cells of their bodies so that they can express his higher vibration. Secondly, the disciples daily life will manifest a greater demonstration of living livingness. For they will not only act as agents for the love of God, but gradually, stage by stage, as agents for the will of God. It will be their overriding will to manifest divinity that will bring about a transfiguration of their lower vehicles. And it will be their focus in group formation, utilizing the Antakarana, that will channel the higher spiritual energies into the three lower kingdoms to actively save, in the occult sense, the lesser lives. When this livingness is present and expressing itself in the life of the disciple, he becomes a part of the spiritual hierarchy. 
finally, there will be a demonstration of life more abundantly, which will be known by the disciple through an awareness of light, love and power within and above the head, which brings that ability to see and identify completely with the beauty of the emerging plan as it manifests in the world. Seeing that plan in both the light and the darkness. This abundant life enables cooperation with not only humanity and the spiritual hierarchy, but also with Shambhala itself, the center of life in its purest essence. It is the Shambhala force that will set loose in a new and dynamic manner the energies needed in order to bring about the new age. An age that will demonstrate the universality of life and will enable the Christ to complete his task as world savior and world teacher. Of course, the universality of life has always existed but it is heavily overlaid by the material desires of mankind. A thick crust of thought forms that veil and hide the inner realm of beauty and of meaning, of quality and of spiritual consciousness. This crust was first rent, we read, by the catastrophic conditions that the world wars created. but it was an outcome of the Shambhala force newly released in the world. Such terrible conditions that left people at the close of the war feeling, the Tibetan tells us, as if nothing had been left them and that they were destitute and denuded of all that made life worth living because they had become so dependent upon the so-called high scale of living. This brings to mind the current situation that we are facing with the worldwide pandemic and the subsequent lockdowns that are making it difficult to pursue those things that many consider as essential to making life worth living. While the deprivations being suffered are in no way comparable to that of war for the majority, the pandemic is causing a rising tide of depression and mental health challenges, certainly in Western countries. We are, perhaps, once again being brought to face on a higher turn of the spiral with our desire for a high scale of living. The Tibetan goes on to say that the attitudes of desolation left after the war would serve as stepping stones to a new life and a better and more simple way of living. And that the day will come in the experience of humanity when men will look back at the pre-war centuries and wonder at their blindness and be shocked at their selfish and materialistic past. While much has been achieved since the wars on the levels of poverty and deprivation in the world, there is of course much more to be done. And the rising inequality across the world is something that needs to be addressed. The pandemic is bringing this inequality to world attention. And there are signs of an increasing awareness of the selfish and materialistic ways of being that we were becoming increasingly accustomed to before the pandemic. This is stimulating a demand for change, the demand for a great reset, a phrase adopted by the Davos agenda. The increasing Shambhala force working through the little ones is bringing world adjustment. The difficulties and problems arising are due to humanity's adjustment to a new relationship between the spiritual and material environment that is slowly emerging. 
It is a developing spiritual consciousness, a process that will see humanity having to continually face the nature of its de desire life on higher and higher turns of the spiral that will eventually bring that purative intention that will be the hallmark of the new age. Christ's energy is overshadowing the little ones, increasing the power of the new group of world servers and is stimulating the heart of the human family, encouraging a greater demand for goodwill and a striving for right human relations. We stand therefore on the threshold of a new era where we read men will be enabled everywhere to sit down together in the presence of the Christ and share the bread and wine, which are symbols of nourishment, both material and spiritual. This sharing, beginning on the physical plane, will prove equally true of all human relations. And this will be the great gift of the Aquarian age to humanity. Let us now go into meditation. Link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light, with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination linked with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network.
hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Visualize the energies of love, light and goodwill circulating in and around the triangles network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships.
the souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not to hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Sounds a great invocation, silently or aloud. As you repeat each stanza, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose flow into human consciousness. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Well, thank you for participating in that important meditation. So now we come to the section where if anyone has any comments or thoughts or impressions, then please do raise your hand or type a comment um, in the comment box, the uh, chat box. Um, you'll find in the chat box the uh, a copy of the uh, presentation if you wish to read it. It is perhaps worth considering whether the pandemic has in any way aided spiritual livingness. It certainly seems to have aided the new group of world service. For example, all those groups who are striving to bring environmental issues to the forefront of human intention, uh, attention. The virus is considered to have come from the animal kingdom what with habitat loss and deforestation and bushfires, which are all pushing the animal and human life into closer quarters. Um, of course, uh, the prospects for global growth is very bleak with all countries facing recession. And this together with a dramatic reduction in air travel must be having a positive effect on the environment. And the pandemic is bringing to world attention the inequalities within our own countries and between countries. It is generally accepted that those poor sections of society and the poorer countries are suffering greater. And of course there are inequalities in education and the provision of healthcare. So this must be helping those groups who are striving for human betterment, for greater sharing. It would seem that way to me. I don't know if anybody has any other thoughts. There's a question, Christine. So, um, um, yes. The question, uh, they seem to have disappeared, I'm not sure, sorry. Okay. Um, Andrea says, is satisfying a desire a way to bring it up to the next level on spiral? I suppose it's what, what we're doing is we face our desires and we recognize that that's all it is, a desire and recognizing for it for what it is, we can then become more detached from it. And these desires can be for you know, material satisfaction, entertainment, those kinds of desires that we all have. 
and when we eventually sort of detach ourselves from these desires then we find that more subtle desires start to surface and that is it's these more subtle desires that we have to then face and gain detachment from that are the next level on the spiral and this continues to even spiritual aspiration we have to recognize that maybe in our spiritual aspiration there is desire and so it is a continuous facing ourselves facing our desires and striving to detach ourselves from them Hazel says the pandemic has enhanced and aided my personal spiritual growth, meditation and understanding. And I'm thankful for the blessings and look forward with joy for the future. And that's wonderful to read. Because many, many people who, you know, have found that they've had more time due to the lockdowns, no longer commuting and all those sort of things that wear us down and that extra time when utilized in meditation and reading, spiritual reading and participating in webinars like such as this, we're, we're building the foundations for, for a new future. So thank you for that. As Patty says, we, we strive to aspire. And Larry says, I am excited that so many systems are broken at the same time. While this sounds negative, I mean to focus on how it increases the likelihood of rebuilding so many aspects of our culture in a coordinated fashion. Yeah, thank you for that, Larry. Yeah, many aspects of life as it was before the pandemic are unraveling um, and there's certainly going to be a lot of change as we face the next few years just getting through the pandemic and the recessions that follow but there has been so many beautiful things that are coming out of this this moment priorities are changing and interests are changing economic systems are having to change the strictly capitalist systems are, are, are being in, are engaged now more than ever with supporting their people through spending lots of money And um, yeah, everything's changing. The old forms are having to adapt because if they don't adapt, they will have to, they, they will be destroyed. And Patty says, for I am myself. Myself is not this body, these emotions, nor this mind. Myself is greater than this. Thank you, Patty. That really does help to explain the, the continual spiral that we are, each of us, walking towards being once more myself. Not the little self of the personality, but our deeper inner self, which is the soul. Yeah, Suzanne says it's a, a crisis of opportunity to go within through meditation and retreat from the world. Yeah. And uh, Maria Christina has said, yes, nature has been able to take a deep breath, so to speak. Yeah, and we've seen that in how nature has responded so rapidly to, to 
this sort of break in the rat race. Dennis says, the pandemic has opened the eyes and hearts of many, yet so many continue to imprison themselves in old ideas and equipped to receive light despite the glaring impermanence of material. It is terribly sorrowful in some way, a new way. This equipment must be upgraded. Yes, thank you. And um, Heather has got an interesting point here. The pandemic has intensified inequalities within inequalities. I see this in my job as a care worker, supporting adults with disabilities. All their routines were disrupted and they're not permitted in in-person family contact. So far, not great exoterically, but there has been a clearing process also at work in this. There has been a conscious effort to establish online contact and a website is in the offing, which will be empowering for the service users. I can see purpose in this esoterically. Thank you. I mean, sometimes we do have to search for the positives, but they are always there. Um, and the internet has been the saving grace throughout this whole pandemic. We have to be so thankful for the internet. I don't know how perhaps we would have coped or we wouldn't have coped as well without it. Andrea says, I think some desires are inherently good and that we shouldn't detach from it. Thank you. So many wonderful comments, I can't get through them all. Sam asks, um, do you think this is the time of the Aegean stables as we now see what needs cleansing and healing? I think it's a continuous process. I mean, we, we see at the moment what needs cleansing and healing. And as we go about trying, striving, if you like, to achieve that, we will see increasingly other things that need cleansing and healing. The redemptive process is ongoing. And as we were saying earlier, on higher and higher turns of the spiral. And when says these crises have virtually ended normal life, now all we need to, we need all to work together to solve our joint world problems: climate change, financial inequality, the pandemic. Absolutely, and I think that is something that is beginning. Those stages can be seen of how the world is coming together. Yes, there are, as always parts of the world that aren't or parts within each country that aren't but that higher light is there and it is growing and it and it will grow exponentially as more and more people recognize what's happening and barbara says at last, the message as to the urgency to rectify the damage we are doing to our planet is getting through to the entrepreneurs who are realizing their responsibilities and are in a position to fund the needed changes. Yes, thank you, Barbara, indeed. Um, business is starting, well, they have been for a while considering how they can change to meet environmental concerns. And there are, you know, you could say, well, that's because they want to increase business. And that is true, they do. And that's what the consumer wants. So they're doing it just because that. But I, do, I think it's deeper than that, that, that there is an element of that. But increasingly, we're seeing firms really starting to think about their social responsibilities 
and the pandemic has helped that hugely. It's given it a real kickstart. And I think we're going to see more and more of it as we continue. Well, Christian asks whether with the return of the Christ, will there be other physical avatars of or other members of the hierarchy? Um, and he says in the Hindu texts, Krishna came with Balarama. Um, well, from the Tibetans' teachings, we are told that in 2020, there will be a conclave to discuss the externalization of the hierarchy. So, um, I guess other members of the hierarchy will definitely be coming into incarnation as to when that, that is to be decided and how that is also to be decided. But 2025 is too far away now. So I guess we'll get some inkling relatively soon. And Christina says, also the lockdowns and the lack of um, physical contact has brought a new impulse for strengthening our subjective bonds. And here the triangle work is of, of great value. Absolutely. Triangle's work is so, so important. And as you say, subjective bonds are so important. And that is definitely something that's coming out of the uh, pandemic. Um, if uh, John has asked for the quote, source of the quote, if you have a look at the, um, the, the, um, handout on and download it all the referencings on there so you'll be able to see it there thank you there are 28 new messages so i'm struggling here to to um catch up with them all does anyone want to say something Actually, Jane McDuff says that, um, that the Tibetan gives a meditation on chosen solitude in um, Discipleship in the New Age, Volume 2. I'm, I'm not aware of that meditation, but it is an interesting one, given the current situation. So thank you for that. Um, and... Graham, oh no, Eduardo says the impact of this crisis on education is hardly to be underestimated. We might be facing a massive elimination of non-essentials and a reconstruction of the methods. This period, oh gosh, it's gone. This period has taught us a lot on how the human mind functions. Absolutely, thank you. So um, Kit's asking what handout. It is right at the beginning on the chat, as far as I'm aware. I'm sure I saw it. So if you go to the, the, the right at the top of the chat, it should be there. Um, and Heather's asking for the handout link to be reshared because she can't see it. So actually, I can't see it anymore either. So maybe it's slipped off. Oh, no, it is there. <laughs> So it is a little, just a few people down from the, um, 
the top. Well, thank you for your participation and interest. Um, I don't know if you've all found the, um, some people are saying it's not on their screen. Oh, Michael has done it again. So thank you, Michael, for that. So um, it's been lovely to be part of this again. And um, thank you all for your interest and contribution. So um, let us just take a few moments in silence before we conclude. Okay, thank you very much for participating. And we hope to see you again next week, next Monday.